you're going to see a bunch of pointless fire. You're laughing. I'm not playing. I'm dead serious. You think it's a game? Get fired on these bitches one time. <laughs> it's about to be a bunch hey, of fucking fire. I'm killing y'all, man. Get fired on these bitches one time. <laughs> I'm fucking killing y'all, man. Get fired on these bitches again. <laughs> Get fired on these bitches one time, man. I'm working on dying. Akira, my outlook sunlight but clearer I'm the prince of the new school era Ain't achieve what I wanna but it's progress It's a process and I just get nearer I take risks every day like Yumiko Let me know if we gotta shoot like Shira I take risks every day like Yumiko And you know I was gonna blow I'm a So Monday Night Raw gonna start With Asuka and Charlotte And Nia, Nia and Shayna Baszler And Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose returning and while I appreciate all those beautiful women in the ring, hey, man, don't act like y'all didn't just murder someone last night and just, like, think we forgot. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, his head just started. That, the first thing I noticed was the head started melting. Yeah. Like, this man, they wicked witch to the West, this man. You know what I mean? That's And now we're just supposed to sit here and just pretend that's the end of midsummer. All they needed was to put him in the bear costume. They killed the fiend last night. I saw a stat on Twitter. <clears throat> I want to see if I could pull it up before we finish, where they talked about all the murders Randy Orton has committed this year alone. Yo, he is like, remember this? You know what this all started with? Remember when he was on Call of Duty going, boom, nigga? That was last year, right? No, that was this year. Was it? It was oh, like, it had to be early, early, right? That was right before Mania. It was like the week before Mania. Well, I felt like that was uh, last year, but yeah, I mean, well, it's been a long year, too, so I get dates and everything mixed up, so that sounds about right. Yeah, and ever since then, he's just been killing people legitimately. Getting ESPN updates now. Just want to yeah. let y'all know. That's that's what, we, Jonathan that's what we. Jonathan Isaac, we know we know he got the paper. Yeah. Anyway, nah, man, it's is wild. Like they're just starting with a women's tag team match. Like, yeah, we y'all just not going to address the fact that y'all murdered someone last night. It's Sony Entertainment, like Hove said. Nah, damn that. Randy was sitting there like, maybe I went too far. And then the evil Kermit came out of him and was like, nah, go further. The pose, like, bro, you just burned somebody up and you did the Randy pose. Yeah. <laughs> You're just sitting there doing the, with the hands up like, yo. And then he going to put the photo on Twitter like, yo, you are a wanted man right now. You need to be out running. Like, and then you got uh, the fiend setting off fire like that Kevin Hart stand up. Remember that Kevin Hart stand up where he was just like, okay, get fire. Get fire on these niggas. Yeah. <laughs> that was the fiend last night. 
That was the funniest thing about the stand-up. I probably got to go back because I don't remember much from it, but I definitely remember that part in the beginning. Yeah. But that that was a wild, wild, wild. Uh, TLC was a wild show, but it was a good show. Yeah, did you hear about why it was that wild? No. Uh, apparently... The USA exec said, we need y'all to get a little bit more violent. Huh. All that tells me is, hey, man, this family-friendly rating stuff is it's time to go. The world, everyone is depressed. They want to see people suffer. That's crazy how the human mind works. And it's not really that, because, I mean, like, we were flourishing when the Attitude Era was around. So... I think it's really just, it's just, hey, man, you guys have been doing this family-friendly stuff for long enough. You've been doing it for almost 20 years now. You know what's going to be great about this era, though? If they go back to the attitude era or something like it, because they can't go full attitude era at all. No. But no. when we get PG-13 attitude era, the best thing about this one is at least people caress them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shout out to Simon Miller for doing the retro ups and downs. But every time he does a retro up and ups and downs from the Attitude Era, the one thing he was reminded of and that I always remind my friend is like, yo, the Attitude Era stuff, other than the main event stuff, it was terrible. Like, it was like they were basically just cosplaying ECW with a bigger production value and better wrestlers to a degree because i ain't gonna say anybody was better than rob van dam or jerry lynn or like that but they was be definitely better than sandman and balls mahoney yeah uh definitely apparently uh tommy dreamer said that this whole time paul Heyman was working for vince mcmahon even during the ecw run he was on queen's flip doing the interview and he talked about that like he said this whole time he was just working for Vince didn't well, tell yeah. anybody well he had he had to pay the ECW workers pay them <laughs> well yeah at least try because he wasn't drawing they weren't like they were selling but they weren't drawing no like nobody really wants to see uh <laughs> Sandman fight balls Mahoney night after I keep saying their names, but like no, but let's keep it a book. They they weren't good, and you know, no, and as much as I like just incredible and was good, but he wasn't a world champion. He was dope as a tag team with the impact players, him and Lance Storm. Legends. Yeah, when they was a tag team with what was it, Don Marie as the ballet? Was it Don Marie or was it Francine? Let me see. I was, it was no, it was Don Marie. It was Don Marie. Yeah, because yeah, that's the only time I could watch his matches because when he was the champ, I'm like, okay, I can go to bed. It's, it's Friday, Saturday night. I don't need to see this match. Because yeah. remember for us on the West Coast, before they got the TNN deal, they used to come on. I think it was like Madison Square Garden TV or something like that. I had the legal box. So it was something yeah. that used to come on. And I just remember I used to be up late watching it. Good times. And 99 2000 whenever that was oh mainly 2000 
But yeah. I just remember it used to be just late at night. And then when he got the title, even as a kid, I was like, nah, bro, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was just like, it was just one of those things where it was like, you know what? Nah. Nah. And then, you know, but the thing that made it so cold was like I was telling my wife this because you know afterwards they showed the icons preview on WWE Network which looked fire. Um but one of them was Rob Van Dam and I was showing her and she's like I think I remember it and I was like he's like yo you gotta realize Rob Van Dam was like the greatest of ECW. Like, I know Shane Douglas was their guy. He was their Jay Lethal. But Rob Van Dam, once Rob Van Dam showed up, it was just Rob Van Dam over everybody. Oh, man. You know his nickname, the whole effing show. Yeah. But, um, nah. Because he, he had the mid card title. He had the TV title going crazy. Like, bro, yeah. you're doing a spot where you flipping off the the ropes into the crowd, like front flipping for the TV title, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember too. Um, oh, just thinking about it. Like after just incredible, that's right. They gave the belt to Jerry Lynn for like a month who should have had it longer. But then it was also uh, the King, Steve Carino. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, Steve Carino had it for a second too. Steve Carino was fire. Didn't he graduate from the Heart Dungeon? Um, I think so. I think so. No, nah, Steve Carino's still alive though. Who am I thinking about then? I hate that. You thinking of uh, you thinking of uh, Chris? Chris There we go. My fault. Sorry, Steve Carino. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to put death on nobody. I was like, Chris Candino, he's right, because he had a blood clot got on the plane, which you should never do. Yeah. No, nah, Chris Candino, are you talking about Candido? Yeah, Candino. No, nah, Candido, I think, took his own life, unfortunately. Okay. Because I think that was the thing was like, you know, he was in love with Sonny. And you know, the whole messing with Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels effing with him that whole time. I think it got to him and it just, he took his own life. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it was due to. Oh, no, he didn't him. take his own life. Yeah. Who am I thinking took their own life then? Oh, but I know. Also. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what happened with him was he. He was um oh actually it was Lance Archer that he got hurt with um early on in his career, Lance Archer. But um Chris Candido, I think that was how he left WWE because Shawn Michaels started messing with Sonny and he just you know, Shawn Michaels at that time was just a bully. He was just like, I ain't doing this no more. Yeah, apparently he bullied Mark Henry when Mark Henry was moving cars. He called Mark Henry a nigga. Yeah, Mark Henry was like, man, I'll kill you. 
He just took it. Well, you know, the man that never lied to us, uh, New Jack said that. So if New Jack said it, I believe it. Yeah. Mark Henry said he said it to um, Shawn Michaels. Oh, I didn't know that. And Shawn Michaels was like, what? You, you're going to kill me? And then Mark Henry's like, yeah. I'm, look at me and look at you. <laughs> I still laugh when I think about how he was hiding the shadows about to choke out JBL. He said, man, you crazy? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> he said it all calm, too. I am. Wait, bro, you get ripped that bad, you're going to kill JBL. And <laughs> Only to find out is Ron Simmons doing it. It's just like, hey, man, I just told him to do it because it was funny. Like, that's what's so funny about it because he was like, JBL, I'm like, I feel like Birdman. Oh, I feel like Charlemagne talking to Birdman. Why you didn't put up on Ross like that? I'm pulling up on you, nigga. What's no, happening? Yeah. No, but yeah. So Ross still going on. Um, back to TLC. Like, they have not acknowledged that Randy Orton has murdered someone yet. They got Asuka and Charlotte on commentary. They have not talked about that Randy Orton has murdered someone. And the big question I gotta ask is given that it's today um you think jojo gonna use her superpowers to raise bray wyatt back from the dead no her powers don't work no more okay yeah she, that she would be it. she had to that, sacrifice it because she got bray wyatt that would be a fire storyline if they would have just let her she has superpowers in wwe now and she just raised bray wyatt from the dead she might got a different superpower, but you know, respectfully. Yeah. Yeah. So we Hold can leave on, that one. Hold on one second. Yeah, so I'm just gonna say it because my co-host is on the phone call right now. Okay. Uh Jojo does not qualify for a superpower. African only powers, even though she had Puerto Rican, so she would get 15th of 100% of her powers, maybe a little bit more. But she does not qualify because she gave it up to Bray Wyatt. African only powers, but she gave it up. She had to sacrifice. It's like it's like the Black Panther. Okay, has been stripped of their powers. Again, but she never had him. You know, we've seen the picture of Randy Orton, but we could leave that one alone as well. But shouts out to everybody got their powers. If I had my powers and I was working in the WWE, I'll be going crazy. I'll be a mix between Super Crazy and Scott Steiner if I had my superpowers in the WWE. What Dana Brooke just did on TV, even though y'all can't see it, she just did a somersault cartwheel. I'll be doing a hundred of those with full stamina. A hundred of what? Oh, Dana Brooke, I was talking to the audience about how if I have my superpowers, I'll be a mix between super crazy. Since we're talking about ECW, I'll be a mix between super crazy and Scott Steiner. Bro, you be hooving to Guerrero. That jabroni name, Hoover too? Some jabroni. <laughs> My homeboy, every time I mention Rey Mysterio, he could, he will not let me forget that Hoover to Guerrero was cold. And I was like, yeah, Hoover was cold until he started pretending to be The Rock. 
What was Body. his name? The Juice. The Juice. <laughs> I was like, bro, that's OJ. <laughs> what do you say? The Juice. The Juice. Yeah. I was like, man, what what is going on with who went to like creative was bad in WCW in the sense that there's like, well, just do what they doing. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> but um nah, getting back to TLC. Uh fire show all the way around. I guess we got to do a little recap on it. Um the first well, I mean the eight man tag match on the pre-show was weird because they didn't promote that at all. Like Okay, so the fact that match was, for those that didn't see it, on one side it was Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn, which Sami Zayn now wrestles with a shirt that says, I'm the Intercontinental Champion, in case you didn't know, because there's a chance you don't know who the mid-card champions are. On the other side, they were taking on Otis, Chad Gable, Biggie and Daniel Bryan. You're like, why would you not promote this match? This is a match that clearly is enough talented people in there where we should probably, you know, say something like, hey, this and that. But uh, no, nah, it was a good match. Biggie got the visual pin over Sami Zayn. So that's going to lead to a Christmas Intercontinental title match, which, fine. Fine. Did you see that match? I did not see the mid. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't see the pre-show match. I, I It's rare that I watch the pre-show matches. I think the only time I do is during WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I turned it on just thinking like, okay, it's the last 10 minutes. They'll, they'll run it down right now. And then, nah, they just, they just having a match. And I just stumbled upon it. And I was like, man. And I asked my homeboy, I was like, when's the last time Sami Zayn defended the IC title? And I don't think he defended it. I think the last time it was on the line was the time he won it. But hmm, now we got the Hurt Business, a.k.a. the 4X wrestling team. Oh, yeah. Going back to what you just said. Look, look at him. Take the shirt off. He don't got no powers today. African only faction. Wait, are they putting the shirt on him? Yeah, he might have Coon powers. Chip. Coon chip activated. Coon chip. But nah. Um, <clears throat> so we'll go to the first match of TLC, which was McIntyre versus AJ Styles. And if you know anything about their abilities, you know that match was dope. And then halfway through, they had the Miz come in, cash in, and turn it into a triple threat, only for McIntyre to win. Which begs the question, if y'all were going to just let the money in the bank person lose, why'd y'all take it off of Otis? <laughs> Before we go any further, happy birthday, Otis. Happy birthday to Otis. Uh, somebody that's not, or a couple of people that's not related to pro wrestling, Samuel Jackson, Ha Ha Davis. That's all I can remember. Okay. My, myself, I'm not included in that echelon. Well, I was, I was, you know, I was gonna get to you later, but uh, 
Nah, man. We uh, yeah, that was that was the first thing. It was like, if you guys were just gonna let the Miz cash in and lose, what Otis couldn't cash in and lose? It would have made more sense for him to get like that. Would have helped uh, Roman Reigns' character more. <laughs> If he would have bullied Otis into cashing in and then just beat the hell out of Otis. Mm-hmm. But they they basically you making it seem first of all, I was mad because I kind of knew at this point that they just making Miz look like a joke, even though he's already established as a legend. So that's done. One of the greatest of all time. <clears throat> I might add audience, but they just made it <clears throat> to where in 2020. Excuse me. In 2020, that the money in the bank briefcase doesn't matter unless it's the women's, which is fine. But they really took it from Otis, like you said. It was supposed to be fun. Like Otis, my god. Like I'm a fan of Otis, so I want to at least see him, you know, get a shot. Like at least give him a shot when he was on SmackDown against Roman, maybe, or you know, what I mean, or when he went to Raw. Have him just have him let I don't know do something, bro. Just don't take they just stripped the briefcase from him, then they pass it to the Miz, then the Miz cashed in mid-match, and now he doesn't have a briefcase. So now the Miz is they basically about to just do Miz things for the next couple months, which I know he probably doesn't have a problem with at this point in his career. Yeah, the, I mean, you know what it's gonna be. They're gonna have him take on the hurt business and him and Morrison gonna win or something like that. But um, not it. I don't have a problem with people losing the money in the bank thing, like because then it makes it cool. Like it's not a guaranteed cash in thing. Like there is a way where you can mess this up. The thing is, I feel like after last year with Brock Lesnar winning it and cashing in, this would could have been the time to give it to someone who you want to be things. Like if that was the case, they should have gave it to Corbin again. Because then they could have just held off for at least until they could have figured it out. And Corbin cashing in on Drew McIntyre would have been pretty cool. Because, I mean, at this point, when it comes to Roman, I'm cool with him holding the belt for two years or something like that. But, um, nah, that, but I don't want to take away from anything because the match was great. We got to see almost actually do some work. He just casually picked up the Miz and gently dropped him through a table, which is my favorite table bump of all time now. Cause he just cradled him and just dropped him. It was like the most gentle table bump ever, but because he's so goddamn tall, like there was a visual at one point where drew McIntyre was like staring, having a staring match with him. And drew McIntyre is still almost a foot shorter. And drew McIntyre is six, four, six, five. Mm-hmm. Like almost as a giant man. Whenever that man is ready to go, that dude is going to be world champion immediately. I didn't know he was only twenty six years old. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not an old guy. Um, he ate that cheer. Somebody said that he had his superpowers a long time ago because that man just oh, yeah. ate that cheer. Yeah, and he out there right now killing it with the black turtleneck and the gold chain. Man out there looking like he uh he in a Raekwon video. Only built for Manute Bowl links. Yep. Yep. 
Hey, I wish he was in the hurt business. I'm just gonna say that. Oh, he'd be amazing in the hurt business. Like he got the suits already. That's the thing. Like they don't need to, yeah. you know, they don't need to, yeah. you know, Stacy Adams him up. They already got the yeah. suits. No, nah, they out here right now looking like a bunch of uh Alpha Phi Alphas and all of them. No, nah, first Sunday suits happen, bro. Yeah, like they dress like none of them watched the verses on Saturday. No, they definitely did it. They they I thought maybe it was MVP. real. I thought maybe. it was real. I probably so. Well, you know, he from Dade County, so I don't know. I thought it was real. I thought we was gonna get they they lied to me. I thought we was gonna get Anthony Hamilton versus who the music soul child. I know you know three of those people in the ring would definitely be up. Cedric R. A. So yeah, he got he he know half crazy by heart. Um yeah, and Sheldon Benjamin just looked like an Anthony Hamilton fan. Well, they both from Carolina, right? North Carolina. I think so. No, I think Sheldon from Texas, ain't he? No, he's from uh, North Carolina or South oh. Carolina. One of those Carolinas. Oh, okay. So. Uh, but nah. Uh, moving on for TLC. We like they. It, it has been 40 minutes. I just want to let y'all know it's been 40 minutes into Raw and they have not addressed that Randy Orton has murdered a man. At all. Want, yeah, they have done like Two commercial breaks by now, and not one. They haven't even shown a graphic that Randy Orton murdered a guy. That means he out for the rest of the year. Yeah. Also, shouldn't Randy Orton get a title shot if he just killed someone? Not that, that <laughs> he can get a U.S. title shot. Doesn't that kind of make him the number one contender? No, they about to run this into the ground. Apparently, Bray is about to come back with another gimmick. Another gimmick that will no sell anything. So yeah. this time right. he might come back as the sober instead of the fiend. Yeah. Put the anyway. put the Joker meme right next to that. Yeah. Anyway, um, the second match on TLC was Sasha Banks versus Carmella, and I hope you was able to focus on that match. Um, because I know you know the demon was over there on you. I ain't gonna hold you. I was actually watching it for the wrestling. Huh. Like it's a shoot. Like I was actually watching for the wrestling. That match caught me off guard. Like they they really put yeah. work. Carmella yeah. got better. I don't know what. Yeah, happened. Carmella is wrestling with a lot of confidence right now, and she is a. Uh, I mean, the code of silence move looks really cool. Uh, I like the new gimmick with the, with I mean, you know, I don't know about having the slave boy, but other than that. He working. That's all I can say. Yeah, I know he's an NXT alum. Uh, I think he's part of this NXT class that just passed. Yeah. Um. So it's good to see him doing character work right there. Hopefully that'll help and translate over when he goes back to NXT. Um. But nah, man, Carmella really put in good work, and Sasha really gave her everything to work with. Um. And we just got to talk about the fact that you know. Carmella was out there dressed like, you know, your auntie's hot girl summer bikini. Right. I'm like, yo, she need a better designer. Yeah, she's she out there with like the Santee Alley fits on. 
Okay, it's time to turn. What is going on? Okay. Apparently now we're going to have Jeff Hardy and Riddle versus some people in the Hurt Business, but whatever. Um, Moving on. Moving on. Not in 2020. Moving on to to the next match was the New Day versus the Hurt Business. Am I correct? Uh, Yes, it was. The African only tag match. Yes. And do you realize the last three Raw Tag Team Champions have been African only? Yeah. The Street Profits, New Day, and now the Hurt Business. Like, you know, I really wish that uh, they would have had that match tonight. They could have been flying all over the ring and in the arena. You would have seen them just lift up the ring and throw it. It would have looked like the end of Batman versus Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Just flying all over the place, destroying. That's what it was going to look like. Um, Nah, but really good match. Really good work. Continuing the arrogance of Cedric the Alexander. Like like I said, they making him like the rock in the nation of domination. So I, I'm I'm with that. I mean, it's been said before that you know he's the future. So yes. I mean, maybe WWE is finally starting to see it. He paid his quote unquote dues that they try to say a lot of these black workers got to go through. Where you know he worked on the mid card, he had matches with AJ Styles. So you know, yeah. hopefully. He finally, he's finally about to get his shine. Yeah. And uh, all that tells me is they don't look at Ricochet as black because he has not gotten a push at all since losing that United States title. Um. Anyways, the yeah. next match. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's move on because yeah. you, you know me. I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, I know. I would say your stunt double out here not getting pushed at all. Anyways, no, he, he got he he had a little. His only power is the backflip. He been had his powers. He'll he'll get no other powers. Yeah, he just he just that boy in the hood that could have outflip everybody. He just got that corner. You know, he got that quarter of his powers because you know. Yeah, the waffle. Anyway, yeah. oh now okay, thank you. 45 minutes into wrestling, into Raw, and they have finally addressed that Randy Orton has murdered someone. It took 45 minutes. That is yeah, a I just whole, see it on my screen. <laughs> that is a I whole, like, if you watch a one-hour TV, an episode of Law & Order without commercials, you will have an extra three minutes before you saw Raw address this. Well, like, they treat it as so. They treat it as if it's, you know, I know CSI and the NCIS as they start off talking about the murder. Yeah. They're doing a retwist on it. Yeah. Like, okay. So this is what's going to start the next hour. Well, you shouldn't have said nothing until like 5.59. Anyways, uh, the next match after the tag team match, which was a solid tag team match. And I think, you know, I think we've done this before, but always shout out to the New Day for putting over younger talent. For always willing to do the favors for people, mm-hmm. um, because you know they give people a house. Like, how many tag teams have they done the favors for to help get over? Like, they got they did it for the bar, they did it for the revival, they did it for, I believe, I don't think they did it for ALP, but you know when the Usos came back, they did it for the Usos. They did it 
for Miz and Morrison. They did it for the Street Profits a month ago. And now they're doing it for the Hurt Business, which was, I, you know, it's just a lot of, they did it for Cesaro and Nakamura. It's just a lot of appreciation for them, always willing to put a tag team over and always willing to give them usually the best match that team has. And that's usually how that works with the New Day. Like, go name a tag team in the WWE the past four or five years. And I guarantee you the best match they've had on the WWE roster has been with the New Day. Yeah. Uh, when I, I called them the greatest tag team in WWE history because when I think about the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, uh, I'm too – well, you know, I could do my Googles and I got a WWE network. I've seen demolition matches. I've seen the Road Warriors, but the Road Warriors have been in other brands. So I'm just saying – WWE exclusive tag team, you know, for however long that's going to be. And it's probably the rest of their careers. I personally think that the New Day is the greatest tag team of all time. They got the titles, they got the matches, etc. They do. And so for them, it's like, you know, just because people know how they are overall as characters and, you know, as having class in the locker room, you know, that it's only fitting that they would do the job for somebody, you know, they, you'll do it because you're already there. Like they, they did it with the bludgeon brothers, you know, when they had, they triple threat tag matches with the Usos and the bludgeon brothers are just whooping everybody. Yeah. So that's true. They, they, they're, you're, yeah, they're used to this and I don't think they mind, especially at this point, because you're already established. Yeah. They, uh, they're J Prince protected. Their 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 legacy is set. Um, like you said, they might be the greatest tag team in all of uh, WWE. The only tag team I could think that might be on par with them is Edge and Christian. Oh, that's right because they got more world titles. So, well, not just that. I mean they they created the TLC match. They brought about flippy wrestling and like you know. Name a tag team that's hot right now. The Young Bucks, the Usos. I guarantee you all of that all of that traces back to watching Edge and Christian along with the Hardy Boys. Yeah, because they could do, you know, the over-the-top stuff, the flippy stuff, as you say. They can do the mat wrestling as well. So you're right. I, I gotta think about that. I think and then I gotta think about the single accolades. Yeah, Edge and Christian might actually be number one. I might have to backpedal on that. And usually on backpedal, unless I know I'm wrong, or I feel like at that point I shouldn't have thought about everything before I said it. But well, yeah, Edge and Christian overall might part be. Part of that is part of that is also like when Big E becomes world champion, it'll be a much more interesting conversation. I know Edge has had multiple title reigns. I know Christian has had at least two or three. Um but just in this era, in order to be world champion is a lot harder. Um, yeah, but no. So, yeah, shout out to them. And then the next match was the women's tag match. And, you know, we were joking, but, you know, hey, Charlotte Flair came out. Charlotte Flair showed up. And she won the tag titles with Oscar. 
And I think the thing that was fascinating was everybody was really annoyed at the fact that Shayna and Nia lost it to a newly formed tag team. When they forget that Shayna and Nyla were just a thrown together tag team that won. And now they're like a fully fledged tag team. They're like the bar of the women's tag division. Yeah, they just got beat up by Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. I think it's over. They need to go ahead and call it. No, I think you got to keep them as a team. Like, you got to start establishing that there are women's tag teams. If you're not, then that title is going to always be hot shotted around to just makeshift teams. This is why the Iconics would have made sense to stay together. But, you know, what do we know? Oh. Uh, yeah, but that match was good because all four of them can work. Like, Nia has become a much safer worker in the past year. And I think her in tag team wrestling helps because it's just less time for her to be in the ring and potentially hurt someone. Yeah, that's probably mainly what it's about. But you know, they- I think that might help her going forward to just learn how to work safer. At least I hope. But, no, I mean, you know, Charlotte came back. She looked great. You know, it's not much to say about that match. No, you know, I lost. I lost a bet because I thought it was going to be Eva Marie because, you know, WWE tend to do weird things like that. But, you know, like I said, I'm more <laughs> wrong than right in my life, and I, I can live with that. Yeah. Um, We got Angel Garza versus Drew Gulak on Raw. And I mean, Angel, they got to do something with Angel Garza because I'm just done with him as a character at this point. Yeah, it's only so much uh, fly Spanish guy stuff you can do. Like, yeah, like just being the aggressive Latin lover is like, okay, you you go out here trying to be, you're just going to be Ricardo Montalban as a character. All right. Hey, that man is Telemundo. He ready for Telemundo. You know how we getting everybody else in Hollywood? We got to get yeah. Angel Garza on Telemundo. Yeah, like he gonna, he just, you know, he'll get a Latin Emmy. Yeah, they got to start doing novella skits with him or something. I think they should, bro. Like you really, they got they've been having a Latin market for years, especially when Ray Mysterio came. But mm. you can get him. Like, get him on Telemundo. Look out for the guy. Like, Roman Reigns about to be a huge movie star in the next couple of years. Sasha Banks probably, if she decides to do that, she definitely could be a star, maybe. Yeah. Uh, She got to be in some Tyler Perry movies, though. But besides yeah. that, put Angel Garza in Telemundo shows. They can do that. But I still think they should do the novella skits because they can just make him – I mean, they're – is they can't do the attitude era stuff anymore, but he's basically the Latin Val Venus. Yeah, just less MAGA. Yeah. Well. Well. You about to tell me something I don't know about Angel Garza? Well, I, I like I said, the only I, I'm comfortable picking like five people in WWE I know didn't vote for Trump. Three of them are the New Day. The other one is Daniel Bryan. And, well, Kevin Owens is and, an American citizen, they, so they Canadian. So him and Sami Zayn, I don't even. They might have dual citizenship at this point. Maybe, but I know Sami Zayn ain't voting for him. 
Nah, did he vote for Biden? I don't know. He seemed like he don't vote for nobody. Like I don't believe in any. Nah, of these. he might. He might be a little more Kaepernick than uh, Obama. But he's regards of being MAGA. That's hilarious. But you know, I don't know if he is. I'm just saying. I can't rule out anybody. At this point, yeah. You think Drew McIntyre went MAGA? Maybe. That'd be funny. That'd be funny as well. I, I, I wouldn't put it past him. I've never seen him on ESPN. Anytime he does sports uh, interviews, it's always on Fox Sports. Mm. So that's that's a telltale sign right there. I didn't know he watched sports. I, I thought, you know, Scottish people just watch football. I feel like anybody from London, they just watch football. That's just me being ignorant. Yeah, I mean, he's Scottish, not British, but but that's you know Scottish, British. I'm at, I'm at, let's just say European. That's you know, fair. None African. None Africans just watch soccer. Non African. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Not the majority, you know, because yeah. soccer is world. The Caucasus Mountains, uh, the Anglo-Saxons. Dang, that's exactly where Drew is from, bro. That, that's yeah, the prototype he, white person. Yeah, he is the epitome Anglo-Saxon in WWE. And AJ Styles can't take it. Wait, wait, wait. You don't think Braun Strowman is? Or Braun no. Strowman is like Bizarro. So Drew McIntyre is Superman and Braun Strowman is Bizarro. Yeah, because Braun Strowman don't come from the motherland of Europe. Wisconsin is the motherland of America, probably. That's why he's bizarre. That's why. Wait, ain't from uh, Wisconsin as well? Yeah. What the hell are they eating out there? Ain't uh, I mean, you know, they're farm boys. All they eat is just pasture. They eating full steaks, bruh. Yeah, they eat the like they get the cow before the preservatives. Hmm. We got to go back to that. Yeah, but no. Um, now we got almost here with the fire blue blazer. Yo, I was just about to say that. I need that suit. That man be styling. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this. Look at AJ with the fake bruise on his face. Ugh. Or is that real? That might be real. I don't know. Look nasty. Hey, I know you real quick before we move in. Matt, before we move on, I think it was like the slam dunk contest 06 when Damon Jones had a red jacket on and Chuck yeah. kept screaming, I what's that jacket? I need that jacket. Yeah, it was like, go look at Damon Jones' coat. He was out there looking like Michael Bivens. Look, but Chuck kept on, he's like, Man, forget the voting. I need that jacket. Yeah, Chuck was done with the dunk contest there. He's like, I don't care about this no more. We're, we're, let's let's put that jacket on. What's what's up with that? What are you wearing? Why are you wearing? You know, they the fashion, the red carpet. They usually show who are you wearing. They're gonna go. He was gonna go to Damon Jones and be like, Why are you wearing this? But nah. Um, I guess we can move on to the the TLC other TLC match between the head of the table and Kevin Owens. And I got to say, I mean, other than the murder, match of the night. 
I mean, what you? I'll let you go before you. You know, I start cutting my promos about the tribal chief. Well, I just I pre the thing I appreciate about Roman's matches, um, and they've been doing a little bit more in other matches now lately too. Is but that match, that match in the Drew McIntyre match, they really did a good job of making you want to get behind Owens and McIntyre to see them beat Roman. Like they were just out there just blatantly cheating <laughs> and it just put it stacked the odds against Kevin Owens. It allowed Kevin Owens to look really, really good. And it allowed him to be sympathetic to the point where like, even if, you know, he's not going to beat Roman Reigns, but you want something, you want storylines for Kevin Owens because when you, as shown, when you give Kevin Owens something to do, he always knocks it out of the park. And when it comes to Roman Reigns, like the thing Roman is always going to do is he's always going to give his opponent um, everything he has. And the thing about him and Kevin Owens is they have amazing chemistry together. Like, I don't like I'm trying to think of another Roman opponent, maybe Seth Rollins, but that might be the only other Roman opponent that has as much chemistry together. Cause yo, like that match was a train wreck from the start. And it was just amazing to watch because Roman was bumping for him. Kevin Owens was bumping for him. Everything they were doing, like it, it felt right. It made sense. It didn't like, there was nothing that made, Roman step out of character and do something that he wasn't going to do. It didn't make Kevin Owens step out of character and do something. They just understood each other. It was it was a joy to watch that. Yeah. Uh, my analyzation on it was, I mean, this is the first feud in a year that Kevin Owens had where, you know, he always getting jumped. That's how he gets into a program with somebody like Aleister Black was kicking this man upside the head. He, he always has to get jumped for some reason, you know, to run a fade with somebody didn't have a match, but this is the first one I really enjoyed. I mean, from beginning to end, like you said, I know somehow <laughs> cause he like marking out Jay, he going to get on Jay head about this, but Jay came in the clutch towards the end when he held the bump. But then he started getting head butted and then fell off the ladder. But still, like, it's that time precision that gave, you know, Roman the comeback. And it was at times where, you know, you thought, well, we know he not he's not going over being Kevin Owens, but it looked close. And that was the theatrics of it. And that's what makes a great match when you think when it's a close fall, when it's a, you know, a close grab of the title in this scenario. I mean, I love it. Like I said, man, since he came back in August, I mean, the tribal chief thing just it's, it's killing. Now, I don't know what else to say. Like, since August, he's been on a roll. Yeah, man. Like, as I told you earlier, I, I'm totally cool with Roman being champion for, like, two years the way Okada was because 
you you know you're going to get good matches. You know you're going to get quality stuff because Vince just won't let this. It's too much invested in Roman for Roman to not be uh, a top-tier character. So you're always going to get the top-tier writers and the top-tier uh, workers to work with him. Uh, the one thing I should I'll kind of hope for now is going forward, that would be really cool with his character, is once the the Usos are both healthy, once Jimmy is healthy, just have them. Sometimes you got to beat the Usos in order to get to Roman. Like, don't let him defend the title every every pay-per-view. Like, make yeah, people... Like, like, it's different with him doing it than with Brock doing it because Roman is there every night. So it's not like, you know, hey, Brock is just gone for three months at a time. And, you know, if you win... This month, you get to go next month to f- potentially fight Brock the month after this. This is like Roman is right there. You can have him sit in ringside like, you know, WMAC Masters or something. Yeah, I- I'm interested to see how they're going to bring in uh, Johnny <laughs> during this whole scenario because he got choked out of hell in the cell. So for him to... Say he all in. I don't know how this is gonna happen unless Roman gonna be like, you either get down or lay down. He about to hit him with the the Benny Siegel and stay property. You either get down or lay down. That's the only way I can see. It. I'm. It's still funny that I thought the old heads was gonna come back being the Wild Samoans. I thought they was gonna come back more. They came through. They was like, hey, bro, we only got one time to do this. It's COVID out here. Yeah, we're gonna do this one time, and we're gonna say this one time. You the head of the table. We're going to put the chain on, bro. We're going to give you the Rockefeller chain just leave. Yeah. Now the Miz and AJ Styles out here complaining about white privilege against another white man. And almost sit looking over here like, man, I got to protect this white man. And y'all sitting over here talking about privilege. I could be an NXT being North American champion right now. I feel like that's how he looking in his head like, man, I don't even want to be here today. What's the ha ha Davis? Ad lives in the background that be like echoes. Yeah, wow. Like, wow. Wow. I'm hey, really God. on Monday Night Raw right now. I'm a manager, manager. manager. Take me to NXT, Bucko. What do I want for dinner tonight? It's like the uh skit from the get back with little brother. Yeah, yeah. that'd get me over. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Another promo that didn't go over. Wow. I am your conscience. That's exactly what's going on. He's like, bro, I want to go to NXT. Man. I want to try to see if I can do a backflip, which is, you know, defies all laws of physics, but still. He's like, maybe I can have a classic with Johnny Gargano. Oh, so he can kick out of whatever finisher. Like, what if uh, Amos, is, that's his name, right? Almost. Almost. What if his finisher is like the choke slam the hill? Johnny Gargano will kick out all 10 of those. Yep. And then Candace Michelle and someone in a Freddy Krueger mask gonna hit him with a center block. And he's gonna eat it like he did yesterday with that cheer. Yep. I kind of just want them him to be like invincible now. Like that's his character. He's in oh, the Marine Seven really about to drop. No, no, oh. that's fake. 
Las Vegas. Um, this man sounds like God when he speaks. I don't know how God sounds, but he sounds like that. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Now, so yeah, the Roman Kevin Owens match. You know, we said what we had to say about that. We've been talking about the the main event, um, the entire time, which is Randy Orton murdered someone. He murdered Bray Wyatt. He murdered the Fiend. You have the Fiend coming out here fighting. There was no fire. Like you text me, like where isn't going to be fire? And I was like, it'll happen when it needs to happen. And then the moment I text sent you that, it showed up. You see how that works? That was my superpower. Maybe I can, you know, make fire happen. Maybe so. But man, that was. If there was any match that just wasn't very good. It was that one. It's just the end of it was so over the top that you can't even hate it. <laughs> I just think about his face melting. That's the first thing, bro. Yeah, like I'm like, okay, so I like I'm I'm curious now what's the next uh evolution for Bray Wyatt? Because I feel like you can keep him off TV now until WrestleMania. Please can we please do that? Please. Just cause I just want to see what he he invents himself as next time. Like we all thought he was done after the 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 original Bray Wyatt character flopped, and then he came back with the Fiend and the Firefly Funhouse, and it was fire. Like it was it was really good stuff. I just kind of hope that his, whatever his next iteration is, it's just as fun, it's just as good, and it's just as compelling. I just really really hope WWE doesn't rush this. Because I feel like he might show up at Elimination Chamber or they just might they might get too obvious with the hints they're going to drop that he's coming back. Like, you know, you're going to start seeing Ramblin' Rabbit or, you know, Mercy the Buzzard or something like that or Alexa Bliss is going to say that. It's it's just not going to be it's not going to be good at all. But you know, I'm uh, I'm happy with TLC. TLC was one of the better pay per view events from WWE this year. And once again, they are just they're just doing a better job than NXT when it comes to big shows this year. Yeah, they they closing out this year right. So I'm ent- where the hell Keith Lee come from? Uh, mm, it's supposed to be some holiday street fight. Why they got Seamus looking like just like he from uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels or something? He's trying to be in a Guy Ritchie movie. For real, he just he just dressed now like a a henchman in Final Fight. Hilarious! I like that reference too. Yeah. Like that's, man. <clears throat> that's what uh, Irish rappers look like. I think so. Damn. Huh. 
He just threw Johnny. <laughs> he threw John Morrison across the. I was about to call him Johnny Nitro. That's funny. He threw yeah. John Morrison across. But anyway, nah. That's that's the recap of TLC. Um, we're not gonna be on long enough to to talk about Randy Orton. Them addressing Randy Orton murdering someone. I don't think. But I just want to let y'all know, since the 45 minutes it took them, it has been another 20 minutes, and they have not once again addressed, actually 25 minutes, and they have not addressed Randy Orton murdering someone. They just went to, like, Ms. TV. You know how wild that is? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, someone killed someone, but uh, here's Ms. TV. Yeah. Uh, at this point, they probably want to kill. That's all I could think about. They just probably want to kill him, being the fiend. They like, hey, bro, we'll get to that point. And it's gonna be a five minute segment. It's probably gonna be some lights. Hell, uh, Alexa Bliss might be the new fiend. Maybe, maybe they'll uh, have Bray Wyatt run Retribution now. I mean, if they really believe in it, then. Go ahead, do it. If you want to yeah. keep running that to the ground, why not? Because he jumped them. He fought them. He ran they fade all by himself. And after that, it was just like, all right, that's it. Right. And that's been – and speak, speak of the devil. Soon we yeah. said it. Yeah. I'm just weirded out that, like, they have no plan for retribution, clearly. They have no plans for uh, Bay's Joe Button or Joe Button in wrestling form. You're not, you're not a WWE employee. Never mind. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, nah. I mean, you know, it's, it's your birthday. I, I got it. I've seen the rumors about him going to Retribution. Uh, sent everybody except for me and him and Mustafa Ali to Superstars. Please. Those two keep them on Raw. Everybody else, please go to Superstars. Yeah, send Dodjakovic back to NXT, man. He deserved better. Well, we talked about that last week. They feel like it's a privilege if you go back to NXT. That's true. So they won't but do that. I guess Dijakovic is the one having the match. Okay. Okay. They're just, just going to have Ricochet versus everybody. Like, all right. All right. Um, oh, there's one thing I, I thought about at the end of TLC. So that's the last pay-per-view event of 2020. And the first one is Wrestle Kingdom. And the main event on day one is Naito versus Ibushi. What are the chances that they actually try and blow each other up? ASAP. Like, they're just going to come out with bombs strapped to their chest. Like Wiley Coyote shit. No, it's, it's happening ASAP. Now I got to go over, you know, excuse me. Uh, when we have, are we doing our predictions next week? Yeah, we can do them next week. Okay, yes. Yeah. So by then they should have, if they don't have the full card already, they'll definitely have it by then. So we'll have our predictions then. And then we got to do a recap show, and that's going to be less than – the whole entire show or the first day. The first day easily gonna be five hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get ready. It's about to be like watching the Godfather 
twice. But I mean, hey man, the wrestling gonna be good, so it's it's always a tricky thing. Like the wrestling, like none of the matches be bad to a point, or it's just like you're watching so much good wrestling that you just become numb to it. But hey man, we're gonna see what's gonna happen. Um maybe we can do this every other week, but we can just throw out a name two names that we think going to win the men's and women's Royal rumble until we get to January 31st. So you got a name for the women's and a name for the men. I'm with that. Uh, as of right now, I, I want to say AJ styles for the men's, but of course that's going to change as we get closer and closer for the women's. Well, SmackDown maybe Bailey. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I just feel like they try to run back everything over and over and over. But we got to see because if we get Charlotte Flair and Oscar at WrestleMania, man, you can't have Oscar lose again. No, but you will. Which is unfortunate. Like, yo, that's her kryptonite. Yeah. Um, Trying to think. For the men's side, what's the name I think can win? I'll say Kevin Owens. And for the women, the women is tricky. Um, I can see Rhea Ripley winning. Uh, you think they about to call her to the main card? I think, yeah, because they might let Charlotte win the Raw title before that, and then they might run that back at Mania. Mm. Uh, it's another one. Just, I mean, well, maybe she might benefit more from the man car, but because there's nothing really left for her to do. No, that's why I was like, you know, that 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 one kind of makes sense. I don't think they're gonna do it, but that'd be a nice way to debut on the main roster to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, Raw Legends Night, two weeks away. Come on, bro. Y'all do a Legends thing every month, damn near. Yep. That's what the Broken Skull Sessions is for. That's what I'm saying. So just keep it there. They want to have Legends on the team. Like, bro, I don't need to see. They need the ratings. I don't need to see Hacksaw Jim Duggan come out. Like, bro, all the workers they bringing out, you know how washed and old we are? All the workers they bringing out, we were like 10 years old or a little bit younger or older when they were out. Yeah. Everybody that was probably watching the product now was like, you know, not here. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, they got the, that's what the network is for. Just like, yeah. Sell people like, hey, go watch this old Tory Wilson match. Nobody's really trying to do that because unfortunately, it's not disrespect to her. It's just most of her matches were more about her body than unfortunately her wrestling ability. Yeah, that was the thing back in the day, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're not gonna go full attitude here because we was there when <clears throat> Payne's matches, we was there when Jerry the King Lawler was looking at 18 year old girls 
Younger than that. Yeah, that part. But you know, I want to, I want to kind of keep it a little bit different or something. No, no, we can keep it funky when it comes to the king. Man was a pedophile. Yeah. Hey, you absolutely right. I I don't mess with him at all. I don't like him for a lot of different reasons, but that that's one of the main two. Yeah. But no, he'll probably be out there, but. You know, the Legends Night, I, I probably won't be watching anyway, so I ain't really tripping. Um, but no, other than that, you know, AEW been quiet because, you know, they got a, they got this next month to start gearing up for their next pay-per-view event, which is looking like we're going to get uh, Kenny Omega versus Pac or something like that. And then, you know, Cody is having a baby, so hopefully he goes away once Brandy is starting to have, um, like, hits around eight to nine months. I would like to see it. Yeah. But that baby's going to come out with color. Yeah. Yeah. More away from one, maybe. They're going to try and make that baby the wrestling blue ivy. I already know it. Is that George Lopez in the crowd? I don't know, but I swear I told you I saw Adrian Bronner yesterday on screen. I probably was bugging. Probably. But, um, nah. What was I say? We haven't done this in a while. You got a kayfabe champion? Yeah. No, you go ahead. <laughs> Let me oh, think. Okay. Of, I had a name, but I was about to say one. Okay. Uh, mine, I mean, this dude is probably forever KFA champion. Just TI, still giving out terrible parent advice. Like, like, I guess he, you know, called spending time with his daughter's thought prevention hours, which is weird because it's just like, so the only reason you hanging out with your daughter is to keep her from being a hoe, not because you love her. But That's all I'm say about him, bro. I, he he has some of my favorite out. Well, one of my two of my favorite albums, not three. Okay, three of my favorite albums of all time. Here's the problem with him, bro. He's one of those guys that he tries to be smarter than what he is, and I think I said this a year or two ago. The problem with him is he's one of those people that can't be wrong. I don't like people that can't be wrong. Like, I think he tries to use his vernacular to put himself over in a way where he seems like he knows everything or he tries to be cool with words instead of just saying what you should really say, right? He's one of those people that just always have to be cool. Like, bro, you don't always have to be cool. Like, I don't like people that's always cool, bro. Like, you don't trip, you don't fall. Yeah, like the other weird thing is like this is you're clearly acknowledging that. Well, someone made a great point. Thought prevention hours is actually a good thing because him spending time with his daughters is probably the most time he doesn't cheat on his wife. That's probably the only time in the day that he's not cheating on his wife. Yeah, he, he doesn't talk about that. 
No. But it's basically like, hey, you're basically raising your daughters. Hey, don't date men like me or your brothers. Which is a weird thing because, you know, you, you don't trust your daughters to make good decisions. Yo, shout out to Damani too. His son that raps, he's actually really good. Well, you know, hopefully he got a better sense of how to just act in the world than his father. Because his father just be out here doing whatever and saying whatever. I still ain't forgot him saying milk kills COVID. But um uh, he he been on his CTE tour for like a year now. I think Floyd secretly hit him and we just didn't see it. Oh, Floyd beat the shit out of him. He just worked yeah. the body. Yeah, we just didn't see it because it's like, yo, like for a year now, he's been saying goofy things. Like, I ain't forget when, you know, I don't know what's up with these rappers, particularly, you know, Jeezy and these other rappers, like, that really feel like, and I don't know their relationships, but they feel like they was like kinfolk to Nipsey. And I say that because I ain't forget last year. When Kodak said what he said about, you know, Lauren London, and they said everything to defend Nipsey and not Lauren London in particular. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, y'all be crying over, especially the gang, y'all be crying over this man more than his his wife, his widowed wife. Yeah. Like, Like, is she being strong about it? And y'all up here just crying. Yeah. I miss my nigga. That was cool. Like, bro, you from Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know the status of your relationship, but I'm pretty sure y'all wasn't kicking it every day. Like, bro, y'all crying more than Cobby Supreme, uh, Jay Stone. Yeah. Big U, y'all crying more than them. And yeah. they knew him since they was all young. Yeah, they out here doing what they got to do. And y'all just over here, whatever. I also ain't forgot about T.I. called Atlanta Wakanda. Like, no, it's not. Bro, it's been a long year. I remember no, that. I was like, no, it's yeah, not Clifford. It was 20 years ago when he said that. Yeah, it's you're not it no more. You Clifford. Look, Clifford was, you're right. Clifford was just on that stage. He looked stressed out. He was sweating for no reason. What made me believe he was doing coke or is doing coke. He was stressed out. He had the 70s look. And he just didn't look healthy. And out of everything he said towards the end, he just wanted to scream Wakanda forever. It did happen. It did happen. You know, the man that can't that can't get a versus to save his life. Um, we ain't forget that either. Don't talk yeah. about you doing it for the culture. Because after Thug Motivation One Hundred and One, Jeezy got sweat. He got cooked. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, you got a. A KFA champion, or are you just good riding on TI like that? Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Paul Heyman, bro. Paul Heyman, my guy, Paul Heyman, and I'm gonna go with the bad side of it of his gimmick. Uh, not paying your people, you know, taking money from your own parents in order to fund ECW, and God only knows if he gave them back their money, if he fronted them back their money. You know, that's neither here nor there. When he was doing a promos at the house in Philly, where I think he was still staying at. Uh, and then the good side of it 
is his ability to now get the easiest paycheck he's ever gotten before where he has to work. Nobody yeah. talks about how he's just selling being a manager with his facial expressions. With Brock, he used to have to yell, especially when Brock was down. He would yell or he would throw his hands up when there was when Brock was doing all the suplexes. But now he just kind of gives you facial expressions and it's over. He doesn't yell. We barely hear that man talk except for, you know, and I think they probably, you know, heard everybody say, damn, Paul barely talks. And they, that's why they start putting him on talking smack so he can talk. But yeah, the fact that he's doing less work than he's ever done before, it, legend. Because yeah. Roman is over, over. And we ain't forget them goofies. Y'all should be kayfabe too. Y'all goofies that was talking about he can't cut a promo. We here. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, does that and just I mean to go back to Paul Heyman, like the bad part of him, that part has not died because you notice wherever show he on, AJ wanna get to the farthest away from him. If he on Raw, AJ going to SmackDown. If Paul on SmackDown, AJ going to Raw. If Paul on both, AJ going to NXT. Like, he is not trying to be around that dude. He does not like that dude at all. And it's for the same reasons that everybody in ECW didn't like him. Right. So, you know, him and Bischoff, just those negative aspects just haven't haven't uh, gone away. Because remember, we had, they said, oh, Heyman's going to run Raw, and Bischoff's going to run SmackDown. And both of them are out now. Right. But no, that's definitely. <clears throat> it's just uh, Pritchard now, who, for all intent and purposes, has been doing a pretty decent job. He just didn't ride for his man, Otis. <clears throat> he should have rode for Otis better. He didn't take care of He wasn't his brother's keeper. That's insane that out of everything else he usually, you know, has a say in, he couldn't get that over. Yeah. He just, he did him like Wesley did G-Money. And my, my brother's brother's key. Hamburger helper, cooker. And then death. Buried. But, uh, nah, man, that's, uh, that's the episode. I don't know what number it is. I think the last one was 26. So this is 20. I wrote it down. Oh, it's 28. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. As y'all can see, I'm still never going to know the actual episode titles because I just, I, I, I tried, man. I really it's, did. It's fine, man. Listen, this, you know, we under 30 episodes. It's the end of the year. It's fine. Once we start getting to the higher numbers, you'll probably remember. But right now, yeah. it do not matter. Yes. And I just want to end it like this. Monday Night Raw is a three-hour show. We are 90 minutes in. And only once have they addressed the fact that Randy Orton murdered a man last night. They have not. They have said it, and then they moved on. They have not talked about it whatsoever. They, they just 
everybody out here just pretending like the murder never happened. Did they really just slow down the frame rate for Goofy Matt Riddle to throw his face <clears throat> to the crowd? Yeah, into a bunch of TVs, not the crowd, just a bunch of TVs. But what if the crowd is the real crowd and the TV is just an illusion? Good night, everybody. <laughs>